a bull hauler. Until it's time to do bull hauler shit. <laughs> if I taste in men were half as good as my taste in trucks, I'd have 99 less problems. Welcome to The Bullshit Business, the podcast that gives you all the scoop and insight into the business of hauling livestock. Each episode, you'll hear about a different topic as we welcome you to The Shit Show. I want it to be inspirational, too. Kind of let them know, can't judge a book by its cover, you know what I mean? You might be here because you're considering the cow game. Could be you're in the game and happen to find us interesting. Or maybe hit the home stretch and you're just trying to stay awake. And then there's always maybe your friend of mine getting shits and giggles listening to me talk about trucking. Regardless of why you're here, I have a good feeling you'll enjoy it. Howdy hands. Hope y'all are ready to rock that stock, because in today's episode, we're about to jump right into the bullshit. The man himself is about to give us some insight into the daily life of hauling livestock. Get your muck boots on. I said, I've been moving cows like crazy. That's Monday... From Monday morning to Tuesday afternoon, I put in like 2,200 miles in one sitting. What do I know about trucking, livestock, or any of bullshit? Well, <laughs> not much. Before we walk that walk with the man himself, I thought it'd be fun to hear a few words from some of my other favorite bull haulers. Little words to live by. It ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun. Doc Holliday be out here sitting full with a stool with that left lane hammered down and in their ears back. I get asked on a daily basis, how do I get into hauling cattle? I want to do that. How, how do I become a bull hauler? And the question I always ask is, why do you want to do it? Because if your heart's not in the right place, you won't make it in this industry. 
yeah, we got big rides, flashy rides, fast rides, lots of chicken lights, plenty of chrome. But that's not what it's about. This ain't just a job. It's a way of life. If you can't wrap your head around that, you need to just keep doing what you're doing. There's so much more to hauling cattle than just load them on the trailer and go. You got to be half veterinarian and half animal zoologist or you got to be able to read the cattle and make sure you're not going to get run over putting them on the wagon and make sure they're going to make the ride be easy with them you go to pushing these things too hard and they'll melt down on you and the responsibility you're not only responsible for getting the truck and the trailer there but you're responsible for hundreds of thousands of dollars at any given time the farmers and the ranchers are counting on you to get them there in one piece and get them back it's not just about the flashy rides and the the cool sayings and we all have them (laughs) There really ain't no feeling like cowmobiling, but it's so much more than just a job. I wouldn't discourage anybody from trying it, but if you can't give 110%, you need to just look at other avenues. Y'all just give me a shout anytime. If you see El Gringo here, and holler at me on the radio. We'll be easing around somewhere, I'm sure. But you got the Wolfman with Triple Eight Cattle Company, and I'll catch you on the turnaround. Coming to you from somewhere behind this dashboard as a reminder that big things come in small packages. So when you see them headlights and chicken lights rattling in the rear view, just know that it's left lane Lexi in the left lane doing the chicken strut. Yeah, this is Boo Holland Gus from TikTok. You'll give the bullshit business a listen. It's worth an hour of your day. Some good folks, good info, funny times, good stories. So keep the air out of your chair and the hammer down. We got some country to cover. Come on. I think we all know which one of our favorite no bullshit bull haulers that was right there. Old high step. Setting them all straight. Of course, I'm going to take this time to remind you guys all about one of my favorite charities, truckersfinalmile.org that is very near and dear to my heart. Unfortunately, there are countless instances of drivers being abandoned by their company, families always short of funds, and horror stories of frustration and anger in times of grief. It is important to know, however, that every donation counts to help the program reach their ultimate and primary goal to reunite truck drivers and their family in times of crisis. Having been raised up in a trucking family, it is truly a blessing to know there is a charity like them out there to help those who need them when they need them most. When I found out about this charity, I started crying, guys, because you just never know what can happen on the road. And of course, family worries about their trucker while they're on the road. And 
Trucker's Final Mile is a charity that goes above and beyond and out of their way to sort of ease some of that relief as best they can in certain situations for families of truck drivers when they need them the most. So, as always, go visit truckersfinalmile.org. Donate if you can. And also, it's pretty fun. I believe it's every other Sunday, so this coming Sunday night, at 7 o'clock Central Time, we actually have an online truck show that American Truck Syndicate is their Facebook page. And you'll see a post that is pinned at the top and in the comments, you can enter your truck actually. And it's pretty fun. I've been a guest judge before and I always enter a truck, but it just helps gain exposure to one of the best charities out there that is just for you guys. They say, there ain't no feeling like cowmobiling. Well, we're about to find out. Why am I so nervous about this? <laughs> well, we're just gonna jump right in. Shit's about to get deep. People don't know really what it's like. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to know yeah. what they don't. It's kind of like a lot of times it's like people will call and say they want to. And you're like, why? Why? You know, because a lot of times the rates aren't as good. And they're like, oh, I just wanted to try it. And it's not really for somebody that wants to just try it. But so it might be helpful to kind of walk through some of the positives, negatives, sort of from dispatch, you know, which your situation is is with rodeos, which is extra cool. And yeah, basically, and I've, I've done the other side of things too. I've done everything from railers to fats to regular feeders on a regular dispatch. And now this is, I had done some rodeo stuff in the past, but not at the level we're at now. Um, uh -huh. And this is a whole new spectrum, but yeah, we can cover all of it from loading, unloading, from even from loading and unloading fats um, up to the loading and unloading of these of these these uh, rodeo stock that I do and yeah we can cover it all I um uh, I had a guy you it's funny you brought up the um you know everybody you know you'll have people ask you know about getting into it and whatnot and I had a guy that like a lot of guys I think that's what it is for them I think a lot of guys it's like they want to have that little notch in their belt saying, okay, I went and tried it. I did it. And that was it. But that's not what, that's not what, that's not what this is. I've had to interview a couple of people as of recently, because I had one guy uh, quit and uh, a lot of guys you have they, a lot of that in this, you know, yeah. in, the, in this industry, because they, it's not that they can't cut it. It's just not for them. No, you're right. And and a lot of guys, they, they belly up to the table because they, in their mind, okay, they see, the, they see the freaking videos, they see the TikToks, and they're like, well, they ain't that bad. Anybody can do it. Let me go try it out, you know, whatever. And they come with this attitude. And just within minutes of interviewing somebody, I could tell you, not because I'm the all-knowing, all-seeing bull hauler, but because right. I'm still learning. Um, but 
from what I've learned and the people like your, your, your father and, and Ru uh, Sam Rush and a bunch of people like veterans of the cattle hauling industry, what they've taught me, a good indicator when somebody, like when you're talking to somebody about getting into livestock, mm -hmm. if they start asking questions about money and about what vehicle when, they're going to drive. Yeah. And when they'll be home, how yeah, often they'll be home. <laughs> that right there is a good indicator that they're not in it for the right reason. Yeah. And rather than, I always tell them, look, don't worry about the truck you're going to be in. Obviously, if you've, if you've paid any attention to my company and what we're about, you've seen our equipment. So you know what kind of equipment we have. So that doesn't, like, we really don't need to talk about what truck you're going to be in. I mean, no. you're going to be in a nice truck. You're going to have good equipment. Because I'm not going to send you out there with some shoddy equipment to do shoddy work for my best customer. Especially... Right these high profile loads, like, you know, you're going to be at an arena with a truck that's freaking broke down and leaking oil ever. I'm not going to send you out like that. So right. a little bit of that is like common sense, but that lets you know that their mind's not on common sense. Their mind is on either. They just want to look cool or they just worried. Say about they the did money. it. Yeah, like you said, like to say they did it a notch on the belt. Right. And, right. and I always like, I told that guy the other day, that messaged me, um, he didn't have no experience. And, and as much as I wish, cause I'd love to teach people this industry. I would love to, but I don't have time to. That's the catch 22. I think uh, that I have found is, you know, they're like, well, I don't have experience, but I'd love to try it and ask dad for, you know, can you, t and when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. You know, he always says I was in, I'm an hour late an hour from now and I was an hour late an hour ago you know like yeah. because I'm it's just there's it's constant you know you can literally stay loaded all the time and oh, yeah. you don't have the time to stop so it's either you know you have a dad or a brother or a best friend that and you and you can afford to take the time off and ride with someone and just kind of figure it out which a lot of people don't like somebody in their past and I know dad ne never really liked people in his passenger seat but other than that, it's, you know, you got to work, kind of maybe work at a rodeo or a cell barn to get to know the animal. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, that's there's the ways best, of learning. I think that's the best way. I think you hit it right on the head. Go to a cell barn. Go hang out there. They may not be able to help you during the sale, but go whenever they're not having a sale. And there's nobody there besides the people that work there. And, and go, just go look at cows. Go study them, their behaviors, their mannerisms, their... Because yeah, when you're exactly. when you're doing livestock, you you've got to be not only are you not only are you a truck driver, but you got to be a vet. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be a cowboy. You gotta know what to look for. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a vet and doctor them, but when you show up, are their ears hanging low? Is their is their head hanging low? Do they got pink eye? Do they got snot? Like you got to know what to look for. Right. Right. Exactly. And so a lot of these people don't understand that. I, I always, they'll tell me, yeah, I got, I've been around cattle. Like when I was little, we had some cows and I'm like, well, that's, that's cool, yeah. but that's not <laughs> what I'm looking for. I had a pet cow once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or they'll say, uh, well, I used to pull a tanker. It's the same thing. Well, it's not the same thing. 
I mean, you, you, your tanker probably moves. You're right. It sloshes around and whatnot. But the difference is the stuff in your tanker can't break a leg. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it can slosh around to a certain extent. But yeah. if you throw a bunch of cattle around, you know, and that's the thing. Actually, that was one of the things that I was going to suggest or ask you to touch on is how you actually, how different it is. Because you had pulled a reefer before. How different it is in the way that you drive. I mean, the way that, I mean, you try not to use your brakes. Yeah, you, know, you can't and, slam on your brakes. I mean, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't slam on your brakes. Uh, you can, okay, I'll give you a prime example. I was coming through, uh, it was last week, actually, coming through some small town in, in Oklahoma. And I had some rodeo stock on. And I was coming up to a stop sign. It's like freaking... 2.30 in the morning. There's nobody out. Right. There was a cop at this two-way stop sign where I was supposed to stop. And I was coming in a little too hot, so I went to slowing down, and the cow shifted, which was an indicator that I was probably pressing on the brake too hard. Mm -hmm. So I let go of the brake and just let it kind of smooth out. Well, I had to run the stop sign. Right. They pulled, they pulled me over. The lady comes up. She's like, hey, you just ran that stop sign. You didn't even try to stop. I said, ma'am, my cattle shifted on me. I made sure and looked both ways before I blew through that stop sign. It's 2.30 in the morning. There's nobody out. Right. And, I and said, I'm these being are... honest and letting you know that. Yeah, I, I said, these are rodeo this. cows. And if I throw them around and break a leg, I said, that's $2,000 per cow that, I, that breaks a leg. I said, you're not going to pay that for me. Yeah. And I'd be damned if I, I mean, I was, I think, 30 miles from the arena. I told her, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to these cows. These are high dollar cows, man. I'm just, I, you got to give me a ticket, give me a ticket. But I wasn't about to slam them around. Yeah. And if you're going to give me one, do it in a hurry because I'm in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she ended up like, she's like, all right, well, just next time be more careful. Be more mindful of the stop sign. I said, ma'am, I was mindful of the stop sign. I was trying to stop. I just couldn't. I mean, I'm not going to slam them around. Anyway, she didn't, she didn't give me a ticket. She gave me a warning. That's good. Um, and, but yeah, you can, you can start slowing down. And a lot of times if the light turns yellow, and you got to keep going. Oh yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got to keep going. Cause it's, it's, whereas a, a driver in a reefer and a reefer trailer, he could probably press on the binders press on the brakes a little bit harder than we can because mm -hmm. it's i mean his load might shift a little bit but it's not going to break no legs it's not going to die right he can lock it up we exactly. can't lock it up right do you guys usually load with the rodeo do you load yourselves or yes yeah so they'll they'll sometimes they'll bring the cattle up to like a staging area or what we call either slant pins or to an alleyway or whatever and they'll tell you all right there's 75 head there and uh and you just start loading them according to how you want to load your trailer depending on what kind of trailer you got a spread axle or yeah close tandem but yeah we we typically load them ourselves and you decide you guys get to decide how to distribute the weight i guess yeah then yeah and, and that's where a lot of guys like some guys will some guys get real mathematical with it i don't I really don't. I just load them. The, the trick I was taught 
was, let's say you got 75. I take that first number of that double digit number, which is a seven. And I load seven in my nose and seven in my tail. So that means you subtract 14 from 75, which leaves you 61, right? Mm -hmm. So then you divide, I divide 61 by two because that'll be my top deck and my lower deck. So 61 would be uh, 30 on top and 31 on bottom. Hmm. So I'll, I'll do 7, 30, 31, and 7. Interesting. Because I've actually never asked. I don't know. I mean, because I, I think, if I, I could be wrong, but I think at least with feeders, a lot of sometimes you kind of decide, but then a lot of times they'll have like a load card. You know, these go yeah, well, how you know, they want, the buyer wants it. Yeah, to be honest, we we always have a load card. Like they even with the rodeo stuff, they give us load cards. Yeah. And and you'll go down there, and sometimes the buyer will be specific, and he'll be like, "This is how I want you to load it." Right. And so, I always do whatever the customer wants. If that's how you want it loaded, because if you load it how they want it loaded, it takes the responsibility off of you if one goes down. Right. Oh, exactly. That is you true. You can say, look, it wasn't my fault. We loaded it how you wanted according to the cut card. And, and, and you're basically your hands are free and clear if one does go down. Right. And so a do lot you guys, of guys have... a lot of the, some of them guys out here, uh, not all bull haulers, but you're going to run across some of them that are real arrogant and freaking cocky. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> Well, I've been doing this 150 years. I know how yeah. to load my goddamn cow. I can, get, I can, I've driven more miles in reverse than you have yeah, forward. They'll get, <laughs> they'll get real lippy with the owner. And I don't, I don't, I personally don't like that because you got to still be professional. I think anyway, that's the way I view it. That's how I run my company. Like I yeah. tell my guys all the time, I don't, I mean, I don't, uh, some guys look at it like I ain't gonna kiss nobody's ass, but it's not you're you're not kissing nobody's no. ass, man. You're you're in their yard. You're playing by their rules. It, those are their cows. Load exactly. them how they want. That's what I always say. You know, some of the some guys will start talking. You know, some of my friends that are younger, as in younger than my dad, which is most everyone out there but yeah. but but you know like people my age and you know like they'll be complaining about this side or the other and I'm just like you know sometimes I have to be honest with them and guys sit down because yeah. you know because yeah. guess what Pillsbury has a boss still I mean technically you know I mean he's, yeah. he's his own boss but he still plays by somebody else's rules I mean you there's always someone to answer to and you have to i mean you know you don't the these people bought the, these cows they're trusting you with them it's not you don't get to make all the decisions based upon what's easier for you and you know and, maybe uh, there's a rhyme or a reason as to typically as to why they want it one way or another yeah yeah you're absolutely right and believe it or not dre like a lot of guys don't look at the at look at it like this like they ask me, like, I, I stay clean. I keep my truck clean. I freaking keep my trailer clean. I polish the thing out. And, and like, it makes a big difference when you show up at a ranch 
and you're dressed nice, you ain't got fucking yeah. tobacco dripping down your freaking chin on your shirt. You ain't got your boots tucked in your freaking pants. I'm not saying that I've, 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 I haven't been dressed like that. Like after running four days straight, you're just exhausted. Yeah. yeah. You don't even know if um, you're wearing clothes. <laughs> but I don't, I don't ever show up to a customer's ranch looking like that. No. I'll, no. I'll, that might be on the other end when I'm unloading, you know, after running 1500 miles or whatever. I'm at the When I show up to the customer and a lot of people don't realize that makes a big difference. If I was a cattle owner and I saw somebody show up pressed out, dressed, clean equipment, clean truck, why wouldn't I want them to haul my cattle? They got right. clean rides. They got clean trailers. The, the drivers dress properly. They speak well. Yeah, it's just like with anything else. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're going to take care of your, your image, your equipment, everything's clean, you're going to take care of their stock more than likely. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, if you have integrity for yourself, then you're going to take care of their, what is theirs? Because that's the other thing uh, that people don't realize anything, well, anything that you haul, it's not yours. That's why you have freight insurance, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, cargo insurance, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or cargo or whatever it may be. Um, unload. Well, you, so you get to, as of now, you get to plan your week's sort of ahead, right? Because it's based upon a rodeo event, which is planned ahead. But I know like with feeders, a lot of times, like you may unload and then, you know, you rest because you got to get there super fast. And so you're usually yeah. tired. And then it's like you call... And typically you go back and you load again and you keep going, you know? Yeah. And see, like I was talking to, we were loading in Kentucky the other day and uh, I'm learning a lot doing this feeder stuff, essentially in layman's terms for people that are listening to this, that don't know the rodeo stock that we haul their, their feeder, their feeder, they're feeder weight cows, uh -huh. but it, it'd be like, let's just say it, it's like they're the athletes of the cattle. Like these cows I got on would be considered the athletes of the, of the bunch. Hmm. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, they go to, they sense. go to the events and, you know, so, so even though they're feeder weight cattle, like they're anywhere from four to 600, which is feeders, you know, four weights, yeah. five weights. The only difference is these these are strictly for the sporting events of the rodeos. They don't do nothing else in their life. This is all they do. They got the good life. Yeah, they got the good life. They they're <laughs> the, they're the athletes of the show, so they show up to the shows and and uh, and so. But if if you really when you really want to look at it, like they're still feeders. They're just the arena cattle. You know, it's just right. And a lot of guys, a lot of guys freaking like that guy that I told you quit on me when he stepped up to the plate, you know, he heard rodeo stock and a lot of people automatically assume, oh, rodeo stock, this is easy. Y'all probably go wait at the arenas and freaking spend a day at the arena. No, that's not what we do. Yeah. Like go hang out at all the rodeos. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, like right now, I'm going to get to the arena at five in the morning. And I'll unload. I may sit 
for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. They'll bring in the cows that they already used yesterday. They'll load me right back and I'm gone. Oh, now that's nice. So there's always a backhaul for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what I'm doing now, that's what I love about it. There's We, we got backhauls all the time. Yeah, that's nice. Because just, like, of... just as you're bringing them in, you've got to bring the used ones out. Yeah, that's perfect. Because uh, yeah, I know a lot it's... of times, you know, they come back empty with feet. Like my dad comes back empty a lot because yeah, that's yeah. just kind of the way they run. Cause it's well, like, well, and that's, and that's cattle and like in general, generally speaking, and I'm not saying all the time I'm loaded both ways, but a majority of the time when you're doing rodeo stuff, you're going to be loaded both ways. There's been a right. couple of times here and there where I've had to bounce back to go get some more fresh cows. But generally speaking with cattle, you're going to have some, you're going to have some bouncing. You're, it's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's the, the way that my dad has always ran with feeders, which he has also, you know, he's, he has done kills and, and other things, obviously, oh, over shoot, the your years. Your done everything. But, yeah, I never. He's, he's done everything a hundred times. Yeah, everything but a flat but a flatbed. He's never, he yeah. never had a flatbed or a tanker. But um, to have drivers, they'd be like, well, I wanna wait, I'd rather wait on a load. He's like, you know, y'all can sit out here for two days. And wait on a backhaul, and I'll I'll circle you by the t you know yep. if I just rest up, that's go back, and make another exactly run. Right. That's just kind of how it, that's it's different. That's just kind of how it goes, you know. Yeah, um, we're not like these uh, dry vans and like uh, freight haulers. You know, they can logistically piece together a you know uh, a run where they unload in Chicago, reload. You know five miles down the road, go to Michigan and unload there and reload, you know, 10 miles down the road. And I wish it was like that for us, but it's not. And it's exactly like your dad said is exactly what I tell my guys. Look, you can sit around here and wait and cherry pick and wait for a load. You'll be here for three days, four days, maybe a week before yeah. you find a backhaul. And in that time that you're sitting here waiting for a backhaul, I've already done probably two or three more loads. Yeah, well, because it's such a closed industry that it's not like there's a giant load board. I mean, typically, I mean, if someone has a decent amount of stock, then they've got people who haul it. They're not like calling around to find someone. And, and the load board that they have for the cattle for Livestock Network is typically the crap that nobody wants. Right. Right. You're going to find on there or it's people that don't pay or people that take, you know, 90 days to pay. And, and that's why they're on the load board because they can't get their crap covered. So. Right. Right. So is the rodeo stock, is that your favorite? This is absolutely my, my favorite. This is like the best cattle hauling I've done in my seven years of cattle hauling. It sounds super fun, and nothing about cattle hauling sounds super fun to me, but that does actually sound this really is, cool. This is really, really cool, man. I wish, I, you know, I, 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 I was joking around when I was riding along with Justin, but some people were like, I wish I could ride it. You know, I'd love to bring somebody, like, just to show them, like, show them what it's like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... 
to do that, actually. But my dad would probably kill me if I agreed to ride in someone's Peterbilt, and I won't ride in his. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, whoa, 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 how unfair is this? Uh, me though. Um, when you're loading, I know. Uh, I think another thing is a lot of people don't understand that they should probably before they consider trying it. I guess is the way that they typically put it. Um, out of little, I mean, you can get hurt. You can get hurt really bad. Oh, really, really bad. I mean, there's you could, a, you could you could die. Yeah, yeah. My dad's been near death several times. I mean, he trampled by cat. You know, and sometimes you can't help it. You know, I mean, he like he's had a bull that just turned on him, and then the whole they all came out. You know, trampled him. And, and that's why it's really important and, to know how to read how to read them. Yeah. Uh, like, what do they do right before they're about to turn on you? Like, what are you looking for? what i tell people all the time if you're if you're too far back they're gonna turn on you because they got that room that you're giving them right if you're and if you're too close to them they're gonna fucking kick you because you're them. right so right. you gotta know you know there's a lot of different variables and and you're right man like you get up in that trailer i have some crazy ones some of them are just it's just the breed of the cow that they're just freaking crazy. They just. Well, and that's where the whole reading the cattle thing comes into play from, I'm assuming, from when you load, right? A bull or two or three or or whatever that are, that you know from the get-go is just giving you trouble. Then you would. Dad always said he would put them in the back. Like, in I, yeah. is the jailhouse? Is the jailhouse in the back? The jailhouse is the top, the top deck of the back of the tail end of the trailer. Uh, the back of the trailer is basically just what I call it the tail. Okay. But, but yeah, there's like yeah. that, they, it has that cut one, that first cut gate, I guess is what yeah, I'm, it's I'm thinking. Just one of. Little, it's a smaller compartment where you could just put that, separate that one cow. Right. And get them off first instead of having them in the back and having to get up in there and deal with mess, you know, all the others turn around and then you're, then you're in a bind. Yep. Even even right down to things like, I know for instance, I've I've heard just over the years like people like or not you lock your arms on the gate right? Is yeah. like some people say say lock your arms. Some people say have you should have some give. Um, yeah, I know I heard Clay ask my dad the other day like, hey, do you lock your arms? And he was like, I don't know. So <laughs> that was. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I, I guess it becomes second nature. To, um, it's second yeah, nature to you by now. Yeah. It's second, second nature to dad. But uh, I heard a lot of people talk about that because you I can get hurt really bad. I don't ever really lock bad. my arms because you want to. I I I view it like you want to have some kind of give. If that cow kicks it or head butt, you want to have yeah. kind of a spring, like some kind of give to it. Yeah. And when you yeah. run up, when you run up to a gate. And you got cows on the other side and you're trying to close it. I always put my back towards it and push, put my back against it and push against it mm -hmm. rather than it with my arm because but, all that weight, I mean, that'll break your arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that's the conclusion they came to, but it becomes second nature, just like anything else that you do that he was just kind of like, I don't know. And Clay was like, you have to know. <laughs> People say that they do lock their arms so it's just it, i think the it's little details like that yeah. is there anything in particular that like a 
scary moment that sticks out in your mind that where things went wrong maybe with yeah they're unpredictable um, i mean they're animals yeah they are so the way i used to load my trailer and um i'm sure you've seen it or um so like i would always stand you know when you walk in the trailer right there in the back Mm -hmm. immediately to the right there's that little corner yeah i would always stand in that corner and come in i would be counting them and yeah one day we got some pasture cattle and uh they were pretty rank they were heifers and uh they were coming up the chute and that first one come in and she looked looked like as soon as she crossed the threshold of the tailgate she looked to the right and saw me in the corner sometimes as long as you're still they can't really they don't you know they see you there but they don't know what you're doing you know so i was right. sitting still she was she come in there she had it on her mind she freaking as soon as she saw me in that corner she made a beeline to me and she just started jamming me in the corner head button me oh shoot and 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 so I learned never to load in that corner ever. Right. So I, I stopped loading there. Now I stand up at the very reach me and then you see me. I'll count from up there and I'll just crawl down and close the gate. But yeah, was a, which I'm sure everybody has their own little way of. Yeah, that and that's found. what I was going to say a while ago is like, I know. I know some old school vets that load that way and they'll always load that way, but you know, it works for them. It would, it, it used to work for me. Uh, once I got that, once I got trampled on by that cow, um, I, I ain't got to go through it twice to learn my lesson. I just, right. I'm, I'm, right. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. I yeah. mean, believe it or not, a 400 pound calf, you know, they don't know the strength they got, but, they're pretty freaking powerful. If cows knew how fucking powerful they were, oh, I know. Stop cussing. That's okay. I yeah. I, that's why I said last on the last one. I was like, don't tell Pillsbury I cuss so much, but I think he knows. It's no secret. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you when you're raised up around truck drivers like all the time, you, you really don't have an option. What would you say is well? I I probably know the answer, but maybe not. Sounds simple the best part of, of being in the livestock industry in general me personally I, I like the the livestock themselves i like the ranch yeah. i like i don't know if you saw the TikTok i did a while back where it was late at night i had just unloaded i was by myself out there in the middle of nowhere you can hear the cows bawling in the background it was pitch black I being out I there on those did see that because i think i thought it was scary I was like, I'd be terrified. Yeah, no, it's, it's, no, it's so, so peaceful, man. It's so, being yeah. out there on those ranches, like, it's just. And you get to I go a lot know. of cool places, you know. Oh, you know. yeah. You know, we get to, like, I've seen, I've seen ranches way in the middle of nowhere that are untouched right. by civilization. And they're still, back whenever they built the ranch, like, nothing is modern about it. It's, it's just. I'll have to send you some pictures of some of the places I've seen, man. But it's just like, it's yeah. like it almost takes you back in time. And that's what I like about it. It's, I mean, it's so peaceful. You're not, there's not right. horns blaring, people screaming, you know, it's just, 
the animals, you, and Mother Nature, man. And it's just yeah. beautiful. That's and, what and I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad says that, that he, that's one thing he loves about it. And then, of course, he, you know, he travels west all the time. And he says that there's nothing like getting on that open road. Oh, you know, man. You know, that's, traffic. That's, yeah. And it's just, it's just, he's, he's like, it's just, you can just go. You know, you can just yeah. keep, keep driving. Now, when I think, it's like that, when it's like that, like, like right now, there's no traffic. I'm just cruising along. Yeah. This, this is cool. I like this. But my least favorite part about cattle hauling is the driving part. Yeah. But it's part hmm. of it. So you got to kind of. Right. Right. That Well, that's your least favorite. But I think I probably know some of the how some people would answer at least to this. But what what do you think is the worst or hardest part of it? So we can weed out the sissies. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'd say the <laughs> Tell them what the worst part is so we can weed out the sissies. I'd say the worst part of it is, is, is when you have one. I haven't had one go down and die on me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had one go down on me. And uh, probably she probably was past her line at first. And I right. always try to get them up unless they have plenty of room, even if they're past her line. I'll still make sure and get them up because that's right. the worst part for me is watching them. Like, I mean, she got trampled pretty bad. She got up and she walked off the trailer, but it took a little while. I had to get up in the trailer with her and I had to stand her up and like get her feet under her. And she was real shaky. And that's, that's the worst part for me is watching them go through that pain. You know, it's like, yeah. And you, and you feel responsible, you know, yeah, and you're not yeah. always, but, but, oh, yeah. but you do regardless and it's like, you freaking idiot. You should have known not to freaking lay down. But they don't, you know, they don't know no better. Right, right, exactly. I mean, you can imagine running in a trailer, standing on your leg, standing for 1,500 miles straight. I mean, you're right. going to get tired. You're going to want to lean against the wall or let me let me sit down real quick and get mm-hmm. a little break. And they don't know, you know, they don't know no better. But it still sucks seeing them get hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, we've got plenty of episodes and lots of topics to cover. <laughs> I feel like that sounds like my in, my in, intro. We've got plenty, yeah. of, plenty of topics to cover. Um, plenty of seasons. Maybe Join I've, us. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of listening to myself talk already. Um, making like listening and re-listening and editing. But anyways, um, what would you say or if you could three tips for success, I guess, but, or, or maybe, you know, here's the three things that, that you, you would have to have or do or be to make it in the industry. I would say love for the, for the animals be like the biggest thing that Mm -hmm. you would have to have to be a success. Um, some of the things I guess, not to do so that you can also be successful yeah is and 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 i say this even though it's the way i learned i think it's the wrong way to learn i learned to haul cattle hauling fats first yeah and that's not i don't think that's a good way to teach anybody a lot of these fat hauling companies you know that haul strictly to tyson or cargill you know um 
you know, they teach these boys, they, they get hired on like JBS is like some of the, this, this other company, I won't name them, but they haul uh -huh. into whoever and just throw them and like, they'll give mm -hmm. them their little videos to watch. And cause and, you are most likely to get, I mean, if you are going to get in, you're most likely to get your chance with it's, it's easier. Yeah. It's yeah. It's easier to get in that way. And that's why a lot of guys take that route, but it's, I don't think that's a good way to learn with kill cows yeah. and with fats. It's not a good way to learn. Yeah. Um, like well, our, and you're not going to look our, at that, that them, this, I mean, they, they're a lot of drive. I mean, I, I've, I've heard drivers say, you know, I mean, I mean, they're going to go get killed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, care of them. They, they have to, you know, there's still certain parameters, but it's just a different outlook too. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing I didn't like about our mutual friend. That's not how it is. That's not how cattle hauling is. Right. Right. And, and, and it sucks that some people that's, they, they'll, they'll make it out like this is what it is. And that's not what it is. No. Go to Florida or uh, go to Kentucky and load some of these pasture cows that are out there in the pasture. They're mm -hmm. fucking crazy as shit. See if, right. you can, see if you can walk up to them and pet them on the trailer. Right. Um, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. If if you were gonna learn and be successful, as hard as it is, I would learn by by doing feeder cattle first. Yes. Yeah. And then and then branch out to the other stuff. Learn. You if know, you want to. Yeah. If yeah. you want to. Cause, like my dad has no interest in hauling kills, but no, and that's just no. his preference. That's just his. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean one's better than the other that's it he just likes that he is a load and go kind of guy right so yeah. he's yeah. It, you know he used to pull a reefer and that's what he didn't like about it all the stops and this that and the other and he likes going to the farm loading a full load and just going as fast as he can west you know and then yeah. and then unloading successfully of course there's things along the way um, I don't know that there's this, I asked him, I literally asked him, I was like, do you do critter checks? And he was like, what is a critter check? And I was like, <laughs> like, wait. And he was like, I mean, I have to, I stop, you know, depending on the weather, there's a lot of things that depend on that, but it's not like clockwork, Andrea. And I'm like, just wondering, that's all. Um, yeah. uh, I you check them like where I do, like I'm about to do a 1400 mile trip on Monday. On something like that, I'll try to check them every three or four hours. That way yeah. you're not stopping a lot, you know, but. Or if it's extra hot, then you might do it yeah. more often. Or yeah. if it's extra cold, you know, you might do it more often. Or if you feel like, if you feel something, if they've shifted, you want to make sure that one's not down or, or if you know you, I mean? if you're like, you're going through Indianapolis and you got a freaking, the traffic, you know, you harsh break or something. You want to, you know, after you get through the town or city or whatever, pull off on the side of the road and just check them out, you know? Right, right. And usually you can tell after that first, that first check that you do, you can tell how they're going to ride. You can tell, you know, what they're going to do. Um, they get their little seat belts on and they get settled in and they ride pretty good. Mm-hmm. You can you can just check them every five hours or so, but yeah, it's like that yeah. TikTok video. We'd ride, we'd ride, and we check them again yeah. after after a certain amount of time. We'd know about how they's gonna ride. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. That's right on the money. Yeah, uh, that was too. 
so I'll get, can I give my, can I third tip for success? Oh yeah. Uh, I would, this is from the perspective of the, uh, this sounds fancy for trucking, but I guess I don't know another word for it besides administrative side of things. Um, and, and being in a trucking family, you, you have, you got to work like you can't, you can't oh yeah you know i mean i know that sounds so simple i know it sounds so simple but you're you you can't you know if your girlfriend's daughter's got a birthday party i'm I'm, but there's cattle that has to go like i'm sorry but you gotta sacrifice there's a lot of sacrifice and trucking in general there's a lot of sacrifice um but but really i mean it I, i feel like it's more so that, you know, like they're the people that my dad hauls for, you know, they had asked me, you know, they're like, you can sell all these trucks. Do you think you can recruit drivers? I'm like, I think I can sell trucks for double what I sell them for before I can recruit drivers. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, cause it, 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 it's, it's hard to find really good drivers in livestock right now. And I mean, I oh, think it changes horrible. sometimes, but um, you have to be able to cut it in the way that you have to be able to, I mean, I mean, it's tough, but you have to be able to cut it in the way that you have to give up a lot, you know, like you can't just take off, you don't get weekends off always. You don't get, you know, it's you, you pretty much, you know, and that's the thing, this is a little bit off topic from, from livestock, but just in general, I, I've found lately, you know, cause you meet people on TikTok that you talk to and, uh, or you see them on there and, you know, I always say, where I come from, like, my dad's a truck driver, right? So, and even though he had trucks that drove for him, he he drove harder, just as hard, if not harder, than a lot of people who worked for him. And so, that is what he did for a living, and that's what he chose to do for a living, and that's what's had my family. And so, he was either in his truck or asleep, for the most part. Now, don't get me wrong, he used to be super fun and kind of wild and crazy he'd have boats and fast cars and drank a lot of beer and things like that so when he got the chance to but i feel like now it's just like sometimes i'm just like what are y'all doing like i thought you're truck drivers you know know, i mean i'm not trying to be hateful or mean i'm just it's just that's that's what you do it's you you that's your job and it's not an eight to five job it's not a 40 hour week job but my dad was always sleeping or driving you know, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you, you're pretty much in your truck and it seems like, you know, I'm just like, well, how do you guys do this? Like, you know, and, and sometimes there are, are companies and things that you can do. I get that, that you're home on the weekends, but, but even still, you know, it's just like with cattle, that's one thing. I mean, you're, you're, it's so competitive oh, man, too, that's... that you can't turn down a load for something silly. Oh you know, yeah. You're going to miss I, um... birthday parties and you might leave on Christmas day or be gone on Thanksgiving or you know, whatever it may be. Um, I give I give the guys that work for me. I'll give them their home time. I'll 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 give them the option to create. Basically, create your schedule how you want it. Do you want to stay? At, I always tell them that I require at least a minimum of two and a half weeks out. Right. Because at two and a half weeks out, that's the only way you're gonna make money, and that's the only way I'm gonna make money. Right. If you just want to run a week and then go home for five days, that's not going to cut it. It's not going to work. Right. Right. And uh, even though I give them the options like that to go home and whatnot, 
it's crazy because and and I ain't trying to be boastful or like arrogant, but like me being the boss, I mean, I shouldn't be running as hard as I'm running. But yeah. I do it I do it because I don't want nobody to like I don't want there to be room where anybody says well, you're just the boss. You just sit behind a desk and you don't have to run that hard. No, right. I want everybody to see that I will run that hard, if not harder, and I will carry the weight and I will get down in the trenches, as they say. Yeah. And, and freaking bust my ass, man. Well, and sometimes you have to. That's like, you know, I was saying when we were talking before, you know, my mom said your dad has always worked when nobody else would. And we had never really thought of, you know, I'd never really truly thought about it. And it's like, it really, he did because he was the boss, but he also ran just like he wasn't the boss. My mom was really the boss. Everyone knows yeah. that, that. <laughs> he, he, even he answered to her, but you know, he took all the loads that nobody else would take. So he was the most likely to miss Thanksgiving, miss Christmas. Somehow he never missed a uh, dance recital, of all things, a ballet recital. <laughs> um, he was at every <clears throat> had for 17 years. But he missed most birthdays, and he was typically leaving or coming in on Thanksgiving if he was even there. And Christmas or Christmas Eve, you know, I mean, it, that was just you know, that was, that was just a thing, you know, we, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it's a lifestyle for your whole family, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, trucking in general, but, um, be able to work for sure, especially. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, even, even some of those bullshit loads, I tell, I was actually talking to Justin about this the other day, believe it or not, we went and did a, a bullshit load. Yeah. We get them too. Yeah. And, and I tell Justin, which Justin knows this. I didn't, we were just talking about it. It wasn't me telling him. But you got to have the attitude that when, even when the bullshit load comes, jump at it. Let me have yeah. it. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Because in the long run, they're going to notice that you're taking these bullshit runs. Yes. And they're going to they're gonna compensate you for it. Just like right now. Fuel's up. And a lot of people are giving up. But those that will, and, and that's with even, you know, with different kinds of freight like when my dad had reefers and the fuel went up you know he hung in there and he, he even paid drivers to keep them going sometimes because he was like if i can just hang in there and make and he survived and a lot of a lot of others didn't um you, know, you have to sometimes when it gets tough you if you're the one that keeps going then it pays off in the end because you're the one that's yeah. going to continue getting loads and and continue on you can if you just keep hopping from you know here to there and and all over the place because of fuel or you know everything's always evolving and changing you just have to adapt and if you hang in there then in the long run it pays off yeah yeah and and that that load that we did it was 30 miles long yeah 30 30 miles we got paid the guy called me after we did it and he's like what was the mileage on it i told him it was 30 miles he said um ten dollars a mile i was like whoa yeah. Do, you, yeah do you have any more of these loads <laughs> yeah i'll take it right exactly I'll, I'll take it man i mean so and that was that's why we were talking about it because i was like well we, it, it showed them it uh, like it, it didn't go unnoticed yeah yeah so it, it worked out you know so 
Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have that drive, man. You gotta have that hunger. For sure. Coming in loud and proud, you got Andrea here on this end. The pride and joy of Pillsbury, there's no doubt about it. Ten, four, I'm sure old Easy Dusset's out there shuffling them feet to that bull holler beat, riding down the road in his long nose Pete. We ain't much for bragging, we just like dragging that wagon. Hope y'all are having a good ride. I'd be running that front door if you were to see me on the other side. So go ahead, stick it in the big hole, be prideful, and give them all a little show. We'll catch you on the flip. So stay tuned. We'll be here once a week, or at least try to. It's only going to get more interesting and candid with lots of different topics. Please be sure to follow, rate, review, and share on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever your platform of choice may be, and stay updated. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and we hope that you will get to hear more bullshit here soon. My taste in men were half as good as my taste in trucks. I'd have 99 less problems. When I go back home, I got some fame.